Welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5, a podcast created to celebrate the strength and power of seasoned women as they navigate through the challenges of their everyday life. Join us as we sit around the table with our coffee and English muffins and share our insights and wisdom gained from personal experiences, life lessons, and sometimes a good old-fashioned knock upside the head on a mixed bag of topics related to self-love, empowerment, and living with purpose on purpose. My name is Miss D, and joining me at the table are my sister queens, Lisa Renee and Darlene West. We have room at the table for you, so pull up a chair and join us. Well, great morning and welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. My name is Lisa Renee and I will be your host for our discussion this morning. And joining me at the table this morning is our sister queen, Darlene. Great morning, Miss Darlene. Well, great morning, Miss Lisa. And also joining us at the table uh, this morning is our sister queen, uh, Dee. Good morning, Miss Dee. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, good morning. So before we get started, I will do the opening blessing for the table for us this morning. And it is a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you on this great morning, giving you all the honor and praise and thanksgiving on our tongues and praises in our hearts for another day to honor you. We thank you for all those that are joining us at the table this morning and those that subscribe or just listening participants for just allowing us another opportunity to come together for another discussion on self-development, growth, sharing personal experiences as we walk in wisdom, peeling back the layers on topics that are not just interesting but lead and guide us to healing and new revelations. We thank you that in all we do, we do it and acknowledge you, and all things are done decent and in order for your glory and not our own. We thank you, Lord, that you speak through our vocals and think through our mind. That is all of you and none of us. In the name of our most high creator, we pray. Hallelujah, amen, and ashe. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, Queens, we are back at the table. We really kicked it off. Um, we, we we really kicked it off with our our discussion on um, talking pretty hair, um, breaking down the myths about what is good hair, bad hair. We came to redefine good hair as hair that is healthy, strong, and versatile. We renounced the hair defined by a number system, but redefined it as a curl pattern, kinky, kinky curly, curly, straight, or even bare, which means we have accepted the state of our hair and all the versatilities it offers for and some things we said, uh, it belongs to me. That was something that Ms. D said, and, and uh, she said she has an affirmation. Our hair belongs to, my hair belongs to me. It is our crown. It reflects our mood. We interact with it. We have a relationship with it. And what you see is all of me. 
This is some of the dialogue that we have had across the table. When starting this mini-series, I anticipated some controversy, some debates, but I also anticipated some breakthroughs. I feel we are going to peel back more layers on pretty. In order to peel back more layers on pretty, we have to tear down the ugly that has been building in our culture. So today, queens, we're going to have a grown folks conversation at the table. My topic for today, we still talk about let's talk pretty here, but my focus topic is when loving wrong has now become right. And, and let me put that in a question. When loving wrong is now right, that's it. That, that's our focus for today. So we're going to have just a kind of relaxed, open discussion. And I, I can't wait to, to, to hash this out because this is something that just kind of came up in my spirit, and I wasn't even uh, going to even approach this. But in going through social media, there's different hashtags that I follow and different hashtags I've taken on. And this one just kind of really just, just one day, and I've been following this hashtag for a long time, but one day it just, it just came up out of the phone. You know how when words come up out of a page, it just came up out of the phone. So we're going to talk, let's talk nappy. And I want to know what the queen's thoughts are on nappy. I follow hashtag nappy. There have been shirts, I'm happy to be nappy. There's a lot of dialogue around that, and so has the natural hair movement prompt a consciousness and an ignorance among our culture all at the same time? So I, I, I want to hash that out. I, I, I want to hear what, what the queens have to say. What's your experience with that? And, um, and I'll just say this before, I, I, I work around a lot of millennials and I work around a lot of millennials that, you know, are, are in the natural hair movement. And so I asked two of them, and I said, do you have nappy hair? And so they hesitated for a minute, and she said, yeah, well, yeah, my hair, my hair is natural. I said, yeah, I know your hair is natural. I said, do you have nappy hair? And she says, well, she says, wait a minute. Now, my sister tried to school me on the word nappy. I didn't really listen to her. I said, do you know where it, it derived from? She said, well, I think it just is an expression of your natural hair. So, yeah, I'm nappy. So the other girl said, yeah, that's all it is. It's just, nat it's just natural hair, you know. Um, you know, under my weave, I'm nappy. So I just wanted to start off with that because I think, Ms. D, you had sent me a picture of someone who had some words on her shirt, and she was very proud to wear that. So, so let's dig in. Has the natural hair movement prompted consciousness and an ignorance among our culture all at the same time? 
I'm going to start with you, Miss Darlene. Well, what has happened, I feel, has happened is they're trying their best to make everything positive and really not understanding a lot of terminology that they're using and how it was used at a different time and point. So they feel because they're in this role, our roles that we come up in no longer equate because that was then and this is now. So they're trying to make it uh, just what I said, positive, and, and it's acceptable. But we know when we grew up, it was negative. And so they don't want to hear the negative part and the connotation to that. They just want to, like, wipe it out like it didn't even happen. Oh, that don't mean nothing. And this is what it means now. So that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is true. And I, I before I comment on that, Ms. D, what what are your thoughts on that? Are you happy to be nappy? <laughs> well, and and you know the, the the question that you asked, the first question you asked is, what is our experience with the word nappy, or what does nappy mean to us? And uh, you know, it I just it was a word that I was that was used that I grew up with. It's not a word I use now, but growing up, uh, just as Ms. Darlene said, it, it, it did have a negative connotation. Nappy referred to hair that was hard to handle, and it was not used in a loving way. It was used in a way uh, to refer to hair that was, uh, it was hard to comb. It was hard to pull the, the comb through our hair. It referred to knots. It referred the hair that would not lay straight. And that's all the ways that the word nappy was directed towards me. Um, it, when, the, when someone used the word, it was used with a tone of contempt. Your hair is so nappy. I can't do anything with this nappy hair. So it did have a negative connotation. There was nothing loving about that word. And that word has, as it's being used today, is is it, to me it's almost like they embrace the word because they have taken that word and they have made it something to be proud of. Uh, there was a book uh, some years ago called Napoli Ever After, and then there was a, a movie recently. I don't know if it came, remember if it came out this year or last year uh, based on the book. So they they the word has been taken, that, that word that was a, a negative word for us and, and had negative connotations, I, I do believe that there are some that do embrace it as, as you know, they've, they've given it a different meaning. Um, but as I said, for me personally, that word, I, I left that word in my childhood. I did not bring it with me to adulthood uh, to refer to my own daughter when I was combing her hair. Um, or, or to my own hair. I, I just left that and the connotation associated with it 
in my childhood because it was a negative word. Absolutely. So I get it. I, I get, you know, just like Ms. Ms. Darlene said, they're trying to turn or they're trying to look away from anything that was negative and make it positive. But that seems to be happening with a lot of things. Now, you shared a shirt, and you know what shirt I'm talking about because you didn't take a picture of the person's head. You were somewhere, and she had the B word across her shirt, just wearing it proudly. And I want to know why it caught your attention and why why you felt that you needed to to share this. I, I know it, it hurt your feelings, so I just want I just want you to share a little bit about how you felt when you saw that. Now that's something that's we hear it in, in music. I hear I hear girls talking about it. I have used the word. I mean you have corrected me many times. Uh I we're talking about when you take something negative and make it positive, so that's the same thing. When loving what's wrong is now right, and I am being very transparent, the one thing I have never heard you say and have always corrected me, uh, Ms. D, is using the N-word, and, and, and you always credit that to your grandfather. And I just fluently would use that because it became comfortable. But there's a different type of consciousness that's coming upon me because I am looking at reflections. So me as a seasoned woman and looking at now younger ones that are embracing these type of words and loving them and using them and turning them around from what is negative to positive, what kind of effect is that having on our culture? So I just want you to share just a little bit about your experience when you ran into this young woman and she had, it, I think it was like just bright pink and bold letters. What was your experience with that or what was your reaction? Well, I was surprised. And, and, and I was surprised because that word, just as you said, uh, just as I said with the word nappy, and certainly how I feel about that other word that begins with the letter N, those words, that word is a derogatory term to me. And any time that it has been used and directed at women, it was in a derogatory and humiliating way. And as a woman, um, uh, as a young woman, uh, you know, as a seasoned woman, that word is not a badge of honor to me. So to see someone wearing it as a badge of honor was shocking to me. And so I, I asked a question, why are you wearing this? And for this uh, young lady, uh, she simply said because she liked it. She did not think of herself in that way. Uh, that is not her character nor her personality. She liked the look of this shirt and the way the word appeared. So for someone like me, that was that was that was 
that was interesting. It was, you know, I, you know, I had a, it was difficult for me to accept and understand that. And, and I think that's why we are at such a crossroads at, at this point in society. And I don't want to go too far on the left away from, from your topic, but I think that that's even what you're talking about is it is hard for us. It's difficult for us to understand how individuals can take derogatory terms or words or practices that were demeaning and now put a spin on it as if this is something one should aspire to be. So in, in, in my present state of mind, that will always be unacceptable to me. So, so that, that was my response, and I believe that will be my response to, to anything, any words that have been used to uh, hammer us down for it to now be turned around and said, oh, yes, we are this, it's okay, we accept it, it, it will be difficult for me to understand. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and us as seasoned women, you're right, we, we, we came through that era, and I have used that, I have used that um, not in a liberated sense, you know, um, you know, growing up, uh, look at her. She got some nappy hair. Oh, you need some. You need a perm, girl. Look at them naps. Look at them naps on the back of your head. Um, and and so it went on. So it 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 was it was. I won't say it was funny. I, I would say it was. It was sad that these young girls had never heard the word before social media and they described it as natural hair. They said, Yes, I'm I'm nappy. Yeah, I have natural hair. Yeah, I guess I'm happy to be nappy. And when I shared with them a little historic fact of where it came from, there was a shift in their they weren't real comfortable with it. But it wasn't a shift of thank you for for liberating me or thank you for sharing that. I w it was like they were angry that I took away something that they were holding dear to and embracing. Because now they now they looked at like like why'd you ruin that for me? It was weird. It was weird to see that kind of reaction, and there was no more conversation because I had ruined that for them. I believe they didn't say it in those words, but their facial their reaction was like, "Well, who asked you to ruin that for me? I was happy to be nappy, but now you don't shine a light on something that I wasn't ready for." So you know there were other <laughs> there were other things that we we're peeling back the layers on pretty hair and 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 as I said I think we have to pluck out the ugly that was built upon it so I, I thought of some other words that you know came from our culture like like kitchens <laughs> that I couldn't even find no history on that why Why did we call the nap of our hair, the, our, our hairline, when, and it was just tight curls, 
that kind of, you know, proceeded from our hairline, and we call them kitchens. Make sure you get them kitchens, or you got some nappy kitchens, you know, piccaninny, uh, even dreads, you know, all of all of these different derogatory words that were associated only with our hair, women of color, and we we shouldn't take, as Ms. Darlene says, because we want to think positive, you know. And I know about this this whole positive, you know, era. You know, everything is positive, but I don't know when the when the the natural hair movement, what it originally began like in the 60s and 70s, am I correct? I think they would be appalled that we have embraced words that they work so hard to to change our minds on, to 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 you know, to be liberated, to be free. And so Nappy, in general, a white person's characterizing the hair of a black person. So, so again, are we supposed to, are we supposed to go with the flow? Are we supposed to embrace it? Because the, the hashtag Nappy, they have beautiful hairstyles, but this is the message that we are portraying to the world that these negative derogatory characteristics is now beautiful. How 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 do us as seasoned women? How do we approach that? How do we do we reject it? Do we do we do we educate? Because that was my experience this week. When I tried to educate, I felt like they said you ruined you ruined my perspective. Why would you do that? What do you think, Miss Darlene? Should we should we stay silent? Should we educate? Should we go along with the program? Should should we yeah. begin to love what's wrong? What I feel at this time and point what we have to do, we see that it is there. But I think sometimes when we try to share, we have to be in the right setting to share. And so even though... You were in a setting, you asked a question, they gave you their answers. They didn't want your response. Hmm. So what I'm saying is sometimes we have to know where we are and know that we can give our opinion. Because maybe if you would have, I don't know if you asked them, can I give my opinion? Would you listen to me if I gave you my opinion on that? Or is it all right that I share this? And see, sometimes if we don't ask those questions, it's like I'm infringing Hmm. on them how I feel. And technically, they're looking at you, I don't care how you feel. I didn't ask you how you felt. I didn't even ask you where all this came from. Just let me do me for where I'm at. 
And I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's what we're hearing because the the millennials and all these kids that came after us, they don't know and understand the struggle because they weren't part of it. We grew up in the midst of it, even if we were kids. We have people surrounding us constantly telling us to struggle. These kids don't have that. They're walking through the front door. They don't know nothing about going to the back door, sitting in the mm-hmm. back of the bus. You can't do this and they can't. So it don't mean nothing to them. They have arrived. They're sort of like, well, we ain't doing all that. And that don't mean nothing because we're here. So they don't have a heart for it. They have to put things in their perspective for them to understand and to live with. And so even with the as we call it, racism. Well, the racism that we saw and heard and grew up on, these kids have never faced. It's, it's, it's never going to be that way, so they don't understand it. They don't understand it. They don't have to live through it, so it doesn't make any sense to them. So when we as seasoned people say something, it's like, shall they still in the past? This is the future. Mm. So that's how I feel. So we have Mm. to be careful in how we're doing it so they will listen. Because of what we're saying, if they ain't listening, it don't mean nothing anyway. It's just words in the air. That is true. That is true. Thank you for that, Ms. Darling. That is true. And and thank you for it because it, 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 it saddened me. And, and and that's the word. It, it saddened me, and I I did feel like I infringed on their space. You know, it, the conversation was okay until, you know, I I I, I gave them a different. I shined a light in, in in the area that they were not prepared for. And you're right, the struggle is very different. They only see racism as uh, between you know a Black Lives Matter. Um, and it's way beyond that. Ms. D, your perspective on that? Well, once again, uh, Ms. Darlene and I are in perfect alignment, just like the <laughs> stars and the um, uh, moon <laughs> in the sky. Because as seasoned women, and, and I think this is very critical, and she, and she was so eloquent in what she said, we have to be careful that we don't come across as being self-righteous know-it-alls. Mm. Our experiences are not their experiences. And that doesn't mean that we cannot impart wisdom, but as she said, it is about timing, it is about tone, and it is about not putting down others for their beliefs or for their feelings. Because as she said, their environments, their experiences are not ours. They have got to understand the world in their way. And, and you know, and I'm just going to flip for a minute and say, I believe they have a freedom to express themselves that, uh, that I did not have in my youth, and I admire them for that. I don't ever want to paint any group of people with a broad brush to say they all act in this way. What I have learned on my own journey is that there is a time and a place for discussion. And sometimes you can, you know, it it really is about timing. 
because rather than, you know, have a group to say you should think or feel or say or act in this way, it could be, you know, wow, we're just in conversation having a cup of coffee, uh, and then, you know, we're just chit-chatting and whatnot, and, you know, with, maybe I float a perspective or an idea that, uh, you know, not that I'm giving it to you directly, I'm just kind of putting it out there in the atmosphere. We don't even have to have a conversation uh, about it right then and there, but maybe later on you go back and you're like, hmm, wow, I never considered that before. Because I really believe that's what Table Talk with the Women of Power 5 is about. Mm-hmm. We're not preaching. We're not telling anyone how they should behave or how they should live. We are merely having discussions about topics and ideas. And if it gives one pause to uh, say, wow, I never thought of that this way, or I can relate to that, or even I don't agree with that, that is okay. But the trick is not to become self-righteous. You know, this is what I thought about when you were when you were talking. You know, sometimes... Um, and this is just Deidre's experience, but people who are newly saved, right, they've gone uh-huh. to church and they've, they're have they newly saved, man, they want everybody to know. It's like, you know, every other sentence out, out of their mouth, hey, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Hey, do you want a cup of coffee? Well, let me ponder it before the Lord and see. You know, they're <laughs> so full of being, you know, this newness, and they want everyone to know. Um and and after a while, as they're mature, they realize all of that is not necessary. I don't need to beat people over the head with my uh, newness or my savedness uh, in order to walk with the Lord. So I think that's how it is uh, with 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 us as, as as being seasoned women when we are around those who are younger than us, and we do want to impart into them because that that's what we're here for, right? But we have to be mindful of the way that we do it so that we don't make them feel less than because their ideas may not match up with our own. Absolutely. I love my queens. I said this was going to be a grown folks conversation. And this was a grown folks conversation uh, this morning. And I... And I receive, I receive that because I don't want to, uh, and Deidre and I was definitely one of those uh, when, when I got saved. I mean, uh, you know, I remember, you know, my husband having beers in the refrigerator. When he opened the refrigerator, there was a Bible left on top of the beers. So, <laughs> so I do remember that. I do remember that. And I don't want to come off as, you know, like I said, when, when this just came up out of the page, it was like, you know, I felt like, yeah, like I, I just had received salvation all over again. And and I don't want to come off on that. And I thank you, Queens, uh, for that gentleness because that is how we have to approach. Uh, and, and I love how – uh, you know, you said, you know, the struggle was definitely different for us. We, you know, um, I don't sit at the back of the bus, but, you know, they have no problem with that because the struggle is different. They have they have no experience with that, and that is true, and that that is true. And thank you so much for that. And I just feel like there was a breakthrough here at the table this morning, you know, because when, when – uh, when when we approach topics like this, and like you said, it it can be uh, they have 
what did you say? The freedom to express themselves in their way, in their way, and 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 when you infringe on uh, their space, it should be an invitation. It definitely should be an invitation. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank you so much, Queens. Thank you so much. Wow. What a great, great discussion uh, today. And um, we're going to pick this up tomorrow. Of course, we're going to be, you know, talking about, we're still just talking about pretty hair, but we're going to uh, just peel back another layer on tomorrow. But thank you so much for us coming to the table and hashing this out. before we close out the call, Ms. Darlene, can you go ahead and bless the table? Yes, ma'am. Gracious Father, we just thank you. Today, you used us immensely as we spoke of our ideals, of our growing up, of our growth. But, Lord, you have blessed us as well to have a changed heart. So when we go out, into the world, that we will be your light to show your love, to show that we have understanding of our future that you have allowed us to be around and also allowed us to know how to communicate, not negatively, not in anger or resentment, but in love, the way that you do us all the time. Thank you, Lord, for our assignment. Thank you, Lord, for the growth that we have gained just today. Lord, as we go out today, may your love illuminate to wherever we go, and people will know without a shadow of a doubt we are your living and walking testimony of how you love unconditionally. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Ms. Darlene. Amen. amen. Thank you for that blessing. And thank our listeners and subscribers for joining us at the table. Looking forward to continuing our part two discussion on Let's Talk Pretty Hair on the next Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Instagram at TableTalkP5Women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again.